So there is, uh, there's two things that are living rent-free in my head. Well, actually three. Because I feel like I have a horrible confession to make, but I think you've got my back on this one, Josh. I thoroughly enjoyed the Barbie movie. I I thought it was... I thought it was... It was great, right? Really, really well done. And for a... For a, a dad who's got two daughters, one who still plays with Barbies and one who thumbs her nose now with Barbies. Yeah, and, ancient history. Yeah, but definitely had a lot of weird Barbies. Yo, uh, uh, oh, yeah. Emma Elizabeth Plank had a lot of weird Barbies where you'd go into a room and you're like, what What happened here? What did you do <laughs> to this Barbie doll? It, it was surprisingly well written, right? I... Okay, as much of a liability as Ryan Gosling is as a cornerback, I loved him in this movie. I, in fact, I am making this declaration on August 2nd, 2023. I'm starting the abs workout. I'm going to shave the chest. I'm going to get the abs cooking. And I'm going with the uh, fur uh, bandana leather pants look for my Halloween costume this year. There will be so, so many, many Barbie Halloween costumes this year. It's so not even going to be funny. So many bros dressed as kids, you know, just because they'll have that look already. I'm just kidding. But thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. So that's number one. Here's number two. The numbers of these shares that are being promised to teams that come to the Big 12 is is something that I'm really struggling with Really struggling with coming up with how this is going to work, right? I, I, and again, I'm not turning this into a I'm not turning this into a conference realignment segment because I'm quickly getting to Dylan Gabriel here, but I need someone to help me out with the math. Now, save yourself before you start sending your tweet or your text to where it's oh they got a pro rata deal. Well, they they got a pro rata deal with one of their media partners. One that's ESPN. Now ESPN has sixty percent of the media rights deal, but we don't know how that's split. I, I at least haven't seen where it's split up between ESPN is playing this and ESPN is paying Fox this, or, or Fox is paying Big 12 this. But I did appreciate that we have stopped with the $40 million number that had been thrown out when this deal was first announced because everyone would just automatically add in the playoff appearances and the final fours, and it's like, a $40 million deal. Like, whoa. <laughs> After we uh, add in some extras. And, and, and then, with the numbers that are out there right now, $380 million annually, right? When you go to 14, that's $27 million a school. Now, and, and I don't know how long UCF, Cincinnati, BYU, and Houston are taking a partial share. But my understanding was that everyone else had ponied up to give them a full share. That's exactly right. And that the Oklahoma-Texas buyout was going to make that hole for the, the, the remaining eight or whatever you want to call them. So every time I hear about this guaranteed $34.5 million number, I'm not good at math. So that's why I'm asking for – because apparently all the experts on conference realignment are on social media now. But that's where – I just, I don't know. Because when you say that the Big 12 was wise enough to negotiate a pro rata for a new Power 5 members, the only one that I've heard Andrew Marshan mention for the New York Post is ESPN. Now, 
if Fox is in there somehow and that comes to because pro rata is a full number. I mean, it's it's a it's a portion of it that they would pay. Where's the rest of this money coming? Who's having to give up to bring these in? Because it's still six years, right, before you can renegotiate. And if that number is promised to which is why I just I don't think I don't think there's something out there right now for all four of those teams, Josh. I just I, I can't fathom it. Unless Oregon and Washington are two of them. Well, even does, if does it, that change things? Even if it is Oregon and Washington, I mean, where's that money coming from to pay them? Unless the the deal says Right. It's a full share. And if it's saying pro rata, my understanding, that ain't a full amount of money that you're giving. That's got to come from somewhere because the numbers aren't calculating in my in my head right now. And a lot of people that are a lot of smarter than me are just taking it at its word. So I've started reaching out to uh, – and I've asked this before and haven't really got a good answer. Well, people probably don't know. But the Big 12, or at least the media cycle, is spinning that it's just this – Magical amount of money that's going to be there for uh, another Power Five school, right? So that's – don't get me wrong. I, I think it's still infinitely better than trying to beg people to subscribe to Apple TV, right? I think it's infinitely better than that. But I just – you know, there's times whenever people promise deals and they don't come through. But this seems to be a pretty smart group. They have to have all that there. And if it magically becomes all four – Arizona, Colorado, Arizona State, and Utah, that's where I'm like, I guess they go back to the table. I guess they have to, to say, here's what we're going to have now. we got to rework this deal. I, I, I don't know. Because, again, $380 million annually, by my math, on just a media rights deal alone just doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. So that's number, number two. Here's the third thing that had been living rent-free in my head. Third thing. Jeff Levy said this during his meeting with the media yesterday. Coach Lebs was great. And when he said it, it didn't, it didn't like really register with me at the time. But the question was around – is there something playing on my – I always – okay, good. The question centered around the improvement of Dylan Gabriel, right? Hey, you know, where, where do you see him – and your confidence in him and his understanding of the offense. And he dropped a statistical nugget that kind of blew my mind. Yeah, I, I absolutely do. You can put a little more on Dylan. And, again, he's he's now played a ton of ball. And this is a guy that, you know, stay healthy. He's going to go – I mean, I, I would like to think he's going to be a top ten passer in the history of college football. You know, and that's that's something that uh, that, that matters. You know, he's going to have a ton of production. He's had a bunch of production. He's got to play better. I got to call it better. We've said that, um, but that guy allows you to put a lot on the entire unit because he's played a whole bunch of ball. Top ten passing of all time in college football. What? He's right. Do you know where Dylan Gabriel currently ranks in all-time passing yards in college football history? Where does Dylan Gabriel rank? If I were to tell you that it was nice. Would you be able to guess? I Yeah, I think so. He's 69th. He is currently 69th in the history of college football in passing yards. Uh, 1,000 uh, – 11,000, excuse me. 
1,000 yards, <laughs> 11,205 passing yards. He is ahead of names like Todd Reesing, uh, Curtis Painter. He is only a handful of yards behind known in names like Patrick Mahomes, Chris Leak. And I thought to myself, top 10 all time. Number 10 on the list is Rakeem Cato. Is that a name that rings a bell to you? Because it didn't for me. No. Marshall from 2011 to 2014. 14,079. So, again, I know that top 10 lists for most of you tend to be a triggering point because I like to bring up that Eric Gray last year had a top 10 rushing season in the history of Oklahoma Sooner football, and yet some of you are still very, very angry about it. But uh, some would argue it's a longevity award. Oh, yeah, well, you play long enough, you'll end up in that list. But I don't know why. It's just it's crazy to think of the career. And, oh, by the way, if he wants, there is another year of eligibility that he has, right? Right. There's another year. This doesn't necessarily have to be Dylan Gabriel's last year. Right. <laughs> Wild, right? Wild. So, I don't know. I, I guess. what What is, who's the all-time leader? The all-time leader is Case Keenum at 19,217. So, unless Dylan Gabriel has a season like I typically have in Madden with Derek Carr still as a Raider, we're not going to see that record fall. But unless you play 30 games the next two years, unless he plays 30 games the next two years, I don't know, man. It's just, I get it that it's still kind of a, you got a lot to show us, but dude's had himself a career so far leading up to this point from UCF and what, well, frustrating, what was a, at times, pretty spectacular statistically season, statistical season for one Dylan Gabriel. Minus a game and a half. Minus a game and a half. So let's see here. Uh, 14079 for Cato, which again, I had forgotten how good he had been during his career. I mean, that was just a guy that just seemed to constantly, constantly be dropping dimes. So 11205. So that means he basically has to throw for less than 3,000 yards to be a top 10 passer in, in college football history. Which, like Coach Levy said, <laughs> if he stays healthy, wow, he'll do that. Someone came – I think it was Nate came up to me afterwards. He goes, did he just say top 10? I'm like, I, I, I think so. I think, he, I think he did. Some of the other names, by the way, in that top 10 do include a Sooner. Oh, this is good. All right, this is good. Josh Helmer. Which two – Oklahoma Sooners, do our, do you think are in the top ten of most career passing yards in college football history? Two Sooners are in the top ten. Landry Jones. Uh, ding, ding, ding. Landry Jones is number three all time. Baker Mayfield. Boom! Baker's number seven. Wait, seven. Yeah. Your top ten, which again – only one of these guys won a national championship in this list, and that was Ty Detmer way back in 1988. But your top ten includes names like Case Keenum, Timmy Chang, Landry Jones, Graham Harrell, 
is number four on the list, followed by Ty Detmer. Then Kellen Moore. I forgot about Kellen Moore at Boise State. Now he's just an underachieving, underperforming offensive coordinator. Then there's Baker, followed by Luke Falk. Then may he rest in peace, Colt Brennan Hmm. and Rakim Cato. The highest-ranked Oklahoma State Cowboy on this list, Mason Rudolph at 12. So, I don't know. Interesting. It was one of those numbers that when it was thrown out yesterday, it was, dang, man, that's pretty wild to think of where he is. In a quote-unquote full season for Dylan Gabriel, He's not thrown for less than 3,168 yards, which he did last season with OU. Pretty well. Pretty well. All right. So there's a couple of things. Now, uh, it's 9-16. Josh, you want to dive into your biggest takeaways from the player session, and let's hear from some of the players when we come back? Let's do just that. At 10 a.m., I went through a list of three, four, seven, ten things that stood out from the Venables, Levy, Roof Pressers. And I got audio in all ten. Just – a lot of receiver talk, right? And I, as I told Toby in the crossover, as soon as we drove out of the parking lot, I got a parking ticket. I got mad. I opened up the thing, and it was just a warning. So thank you, OU well, Parking. Con- congratulations to you. Mine was a little bit more severe than that. Yours was a ticket? I think so, yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll take it back in. Well, I got you. We got this. Listen, Chris, let's get this fixed. But I was driving away, and I was just kicking myself. I was... So mad that we didn't bring up Brent Venables gushing at the end of the press conference on Gavin Freeman. But Toby brought up a great point. You still need dudes to go out and make plays, right? You need those guys on the outside. So a lot of receiver talk coming up on a Wednesday edition of the Plank Show with Josh I'm Plank. This is the home of Sooner fans. By the way, that uh, texture on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line is correct. I was wrong. I tried to put Ty Detmer on the 84 BYU team. My bad. He was on the 87 team. So, no player in the top 10 for passing yards has ever won a national championship. How far down do you have to go before you find a national championship winner then? Sean Mary, uh, Sean Mannion is on this list. Do you remember the buzz around Sean Mannion coming out of the NFL draft? It's like, dude, Sean Mannion out at Oregon State. Look out. Colt McCoy is number 17. Boy, you really. Derek Carr is 24. Boy, this was this was based in the conversation that, you know, when Jeff Lebby said at his press conference, hey, when he's done, and at the end of the year, Dylan Gabriel, if he stays healthy, could be a top 10 passer in college football history. You're like, whoa, you start looking at the numbers. You got to scroll down, and I don't have the patience. I'm at like 40. Brock, Brock Purdy is 39th of all time career passing yards. I mean, it just goes to show you longevity first and foremost. Did Marshall get a credit for it? No. Yeah, longevity. Longevity, but uh, also consistency. Also, gotta gotta have both, right? Gotta be able to run and throw the football. Baker Mayfield was really, really well, close, yeah, he was. though. Yeah, he was. He was. But man, it was. It's wild. It's wild. Are you uh, Are you recovered? Yesterday's a wild day. Yesterday <laughs> is a day, and especially whenever you add about a two-hour break in between. It's like you get all this juice and all this energy just talking football and interviewing the coaches and things of that nature, and then all of a sudden you you break, and then you got to restart it with all the players. Who, by the way, pretty good list of players they had yesterday. Oh, an awesome list. Basically we, 20 guys. Where were your takeaways? Where do you want to start here? What was something that really caught Josh's attention from the player avails yesterday? Well... 
you know, we're kind of dipping back into the, the coach's portion. I just how could you not how could you not talk about Jaquay's Petaway? Yeah. And, you know, that was the first guy. It's like, okay, well, we gotta we gotta go talk to Jaquay's Petaway. How was he? He was great. Yeah, it was awesome. Well, um, anything in I'm, I was just going to play some of it here. Anything in particular, or just listen? I, I asked him right off the top. Uh, you know how are, how are you generating this buzz? What's going on? So the the buzz today has been, hey, Jaquay's Petaway. Oklahoma fans are going to like what Jaquay's Petaway brings to the table. Why why are you generating this buzz? Um, I mean, I'm just a playmaker, but we obviously got other guys in the room who can playmake too, and I'm very excited for those guys too. But um, I just feel like they're just very excited to see me on the field, and I am too. And I just want, I, I just know we have other guys in the room who can play make too, so I'm very excited for those guys and myself too for making it this far. So you kind of alluded to it, having other guys in the room, and, and competitive depth is something we've heard over and over again today. Um, what, who are some guys? Wait, that- they, they didn't even let you ask a follow-up? Someone came bullying in for a sec. You, you asked, well, you at least get a follow-up question, right? Or were you cool after that? Uh, yeah, it was it kind of wound up being like a hot potato. Oh, situation. okay. All right. I mean, at least whenever someone asks a question, I think you sit back and let them ask a few peeps. A lot of unfamiliar faces to me in that OU media room yesterday. Maybe, maybe Ta- I need to go in and talk to Nate's class for him. Time has kept moving, you know. <laughs> that you look up to as a freshman um, that you want to craft your game after that are on the on the roster, and maybe who are some guys that that people aren't talking about enough. Um. I feel like I just watch over everybody. Uh, I try to take things from their games and uh, use it in my own style. Uh, that's that's coming from everybody in the room. And I feel like some of the people don't talk about in the room is um, well. I feel like everyone's gonna like everybody's gonna just like shock a lot of people this year. But Andre Anthony, he, he's very good. he's very good. What about his game? What's good about Andre Anthony? So he, he's a dog. He's going to go up for the ball whenever he gets a chance. When the ball comes his way, he's going to win the 50-50 balls. He's going to go. Like, he's going to get down low for the ball. He's going to like wrap the DB up. He's going to run his routes crisp, and he just he's like perfection. He's like to run his routes as perfect as he can and full speed. So fall camp finally starts this week. You've been looking forward to it. I know there's some guys uh, on the defensive back side that, that you're looking forward to facing uh, whenever you guys strap up. Um, I like to uh, go against. Uh, Probably Woody or uh, Jacoby Johnson, or well, let me just stop. Anybody who just comes yeah. my way, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I got my guard up. I'm ready. Yeah, but you have to be looking forward to, like those guys. What about those guys' games? Are you really excited about uh, just putting on display what you have versus what they've got? So I just wanna, I'm gonna put, I'm just gonna put everything I have on the table. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna use my speed, my hands. I'm a, uh, you know, trying to like release them off the like the line. Mm-hmm. So I just want to see how how I would do against like a real college DB, and it's gonna be really fun doing that. So like, what's the biggest thing so far? I mean, obviously we haven't been put pads on yet. What's the biggest thing? The biggest difference for you coming from high school to college now? What's been the biggest transition for you? Um, I say just being away from home, and on the football aspect of it, I say the game speed. Uh, being well, being from home, I wasn't really. A, the type of guy who will be out all night or like you know go out with friends. I'm more of a homebody. I like to just stay home, stay in my room, just chill. Uh, other than going out and working out, uh, I don't really be going out like that. And the football aspect of it, just game speed. 
from high school, it was like a more like slower, like chill pace. And now, like since it's a fast paced offense, it's like boom, like boom, boom, boom. So I just adjusting to that been very good. I've been you know doing good with that. What are your top skills? I mean, what, what do you bring to this wide receiver core? Uh, I say just my personality. Uh, I make sure everyone's uh, picked up with their energy, and I just like to have, make sure everyone's okay and put smiles in their face. On the football aspect of it, uh, I bring my playmaking abilities, my speed, my hands, and uh, my mentality of the game. So what's it been like uh, learning from Emmett Jones? What are some things Coach Jones has taught you uh, before you guys are, are actually getting going here in fall game? What are some things you've already picked up from him uh, just as a coach? Uh, one thing I really picked up on him was uh, always keep your guard up. That means for anything, like uh, play fast, play physical, and just, you know, just always keep your guard up. You guys, like always, going to have a bunch of weapons. What are your expectations for this Oklahoma offense? We're going to score a lot of points. I'm going to leave that at that. We're going to score a lot of points. We're going to have a great season, far in the playoffs, natty. I like it. I like it. Dylan Dylan Gabriel, what what have you learned about the signal caller around here? Uh, Dylan, he's a very cool guy, Uh, great personality. He likes likes to keep the energy. He's very helpful too. He likes to sit down with you and just uh, tell you what to do and like your plays, and he like he likes to make sure you're better than you. I almost edited that that one portion out. We're gonna win a natty. <laughs> yeah, just, just scrap that from the records. He <laughs> doesn't might, know any better. I might I might go ahead and scrap that whenever I put it on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, listen, it's just confidence. Quickly moving. Okay, and Dylan Gabriel. <laughs> yeah, nice call for a natty in year one. Dylan Gabriel thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks on the job, we're winning it. Nah, it's great confidence. But uh, aesthetically, physically, what what'd you see in him? I mean, bigger, stronger? Oh, dude? He, could, he can get bigger. Okay. And, and he will, I'm sure. But uh, the buzz that you hear, and, and I mean, I, I think you can hear it there that this is a confident young man, which no surprise, right, coming to Oklahoma, mm-hmm. that, that would be the case for a lot of these guys. But there's uh, an offensive staff that seems to think this kid – can step in and be a difference maker for him. So let's hope that's the case, man. Yeah. All right. So there is Jacquez. Jacquez? Is that what the pronunciation guide is? Uh, let's look at the it's, pronunciation so, guide. And I got it right here. It's capitalized J-A-H, Ja, and then K-W-E-Z. So Jacquez. Jacquez Petaway. Jacquez Petaway. So they're all buds. In fact, at 10 a.m. this morning, I mentioned we're going to go through, boom, 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 some of the things that – like I, I've got ten bites that I chose from the uh, from the pressers yesterday between Levy, Ruth, and BV that I came away with that really caught my ear. So we'll share those coming up. But more from the players. Is there is there any one particular that Josh Helmer says we need to hear next? Brennan Thompson was pretty good. We'll hear from another receiver, the newest. I guess you could say one of the newest additions to that wide receiver room next. And a very rare Red River transfer. Brendan Thompson here on The Ref. All right, we're taking a couple final look, look-sees, back-sees today on yesterday's OU Media Day. So the two, uh, the two guys – by the way, can I go sidebar here on one thing before we get to Brendan Thompson? You may. How was – I was Jacob Sexton. Brent Venable said yesterday, in his mind, he's always viewed those types of injuries. You are one year from the date whenever you're, you know, you're back to 100. percent 
but he made it seem like Jacob uh, Jacob Sexton was ridiculously ahead of the game right now. Yeah, and that's sort of the impression you got talking to him. Okay. Now, I don't think that he's signing on for this idea that, hey, I'm I'm ready to go play uh, on <laughs> September 2nd or whatever. I mean, I'm sure that's, you know, the goal. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he seemed to be in really good spirits. Right. That's good to hear. Uh, another guy I was asked about yesterday that I didn't really have an answer for, but yet you got to talk to. Jacoby Johnson. We'd heard a lot of my man, Robbie DeRossett, up in Tulsa, texted out during the show, said, ask about him. Let's find out what's going on here. Seemed like there was a lot of buzz and you haven't heard much. But, I don't know, is, is he a guy that's going to need a year to develop? I know you liked him coming out. What'd you take away from talking to him yesterday? I, I think he's got a chance. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I'm probably right now leaning Woody Washington, Gentry Williams, just based on some of the other things we heard yesterday. But, uh, you know, one of the things I was curious to hear from him is if he wanted to play on the defensive side of the football. And I sort of, I sort of cut that portion out of the conversation. But he he did say yes that you know sort of how he broke onto the scene because he plank. I, I'm convinced he could have played wide receiver. He could have played corner, safety, you name it. And uh, you know, obviously, he made the decision to stick around for that second semester so he could continue to play basketball in high school his senior year, which totally understand that, I've got right? no problem with that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, enjoy high school. So long story short is he's an athlete, right? He can do a lot of different things. And uh, anyways, I came away from our conversation pretty convinced that, yeah, he's where he wants to be. Let's play that coming up in 10 minutes from now. Is that, does that sound good? Was he pretty good? Or was he- yeah, he was good. Okay. Well, we, we promised Brennan Thompson. So we'll get to Jacoby Johnson coming up here in just a bit. But Josh had a chance to catch up with Brennan Thompson yesterday, and we started by asking that question that kind of I, I think everyone wants to know, Emma Jones, you know, what was that relationship like and how much of a factor was that in you coming to the University of Oklahoma? I had that relationship previously built with him. Um, and then getting in the portal, uh, it was all the same stuff, which to me, you know, that told me that, okay, this guy was telling the truth. This guy was being genuine. This guy was, was not telling me something that I wanted to hear, but was telling me what I needed to hear. And so I think for me, that was very important. What kind of helped draw you to him just from a recruit standpoint? What do you think is drawing all these guys to him? Like I said, I think it's, you know, being real. I think it's being, you know, himself. He's not going to portray uh, somebody he's not. And I think that's a huge factor when it comes to picking and deciding a school. So I know you've probably answered this, but why Oklahoma? For me, uh, closer to home. Um, it's somewhere that, you know, I did a lot of praying. I talked to my family and this is somewhere that, you know, he, the man upstairs drew me. Um, and I think for, for multiple reasons. Uh, Closer to my roots, you know, it's more who I am coming from a 3A, you know, small town in Texas. Austin was big, you know, Austin had traffic, Austin had, you know, a bunch of different things that I had, you know, previously encountered. And so moving here, you know, it, it felt like home and this is this is home to me. Okay, I'm going to jump in there. That's my biggest thing whenever people talk about, Austin, it's so awesome, we got to go there. Austin sucks, man. I mean, I, I, I get it from the perspective of like a, if you're anywhere from like 18 to 20, maybe six is probably pretty awesome. Once you get to middle aged and a little bit older, it's dirty. You can't go anywhere. You're always stuck in traffic. So I felt when Brandon Thompson said that, I felt that in my bones. That place is terrible. Terrible, Josh. And yet there's this other faction right now that's like, oh, how 
dare you? What an amazingly hip and happening place. Have you had Voodoo Donuts? Have you gone to, is it 6th or 8th Street? Whatever. 6th Street is in my hometown, right? That's where the ballpark was. Is it 6th Street or 8th Street? This, this is basically the anti-Caleb Williams, right? This right. is the, hey, I don't mind that there's not... Uh, <laughs> You know, this clothing store or that. This is like, it's relaxing need, around here. I enjoy it. I don't need a road course for F1. To I don't need a $20 turnpike. Yeah, no, it was awesome. All right, so anyway, just uh, more Brennan Thompson. Well, uh, what does what does home have in terms of this wide receiver group? Obviously, yourself, but uh, what does Oklahoma have in the way of this wide receivers? Ooh, uh, as far as wide receivers goes, uh, I think we got a bunch of dudes. I think we got a bunch of different guys, too, as well. You know, we got speed, we got strength, we got size. We, we got a bunch of guys that are capable to go make plays. <laughs> Folks are pretty excited about just individually what you bring to the table. So, uh, self-scout, well, what does uh, what does Brennan bring to, to bring to the equation for Oklahoma? Big plays. Um, but at the same time, I'm going to bring a, a leadership mentality. I'm going to bring a championship you know, mentality. I'm going to bring myself. I'm going to bring hard work to the table every single day, day in and day out. What is the toughest part of 2022 for you? I think dealing with some injuries um, in the track season uh, and the football season, you know, of course, with injuries, you never have a smooth season as you would like, but I think that would be the toughest, toughest thing for me in 2022. How are you able to try to use that and maybe spin as a positive here going forward? For one, you know, just experience, you know, coming from high school to, to college, you don't realize how important recovery is. You don't realize how important nutrition is, sleep, and so I think Coming from Texas to here, that's something that, you know, I gained from Texas. You know, I, I learned a lot at Texas, and I, I'm very thankful for those guys, you know, put me in those positions and teaching me the things I needed to know to be successful in life. What do you think that Saturday in October is going to be like? It's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. But at the same time, it's just another game. It's another game for me. It's another game for my teammates. And, you know, I'm here to do a job, and I'm here to win. But it's not, though, right? <laughs> But it is. <laughs> but it is. You know, I'm going against a lot of, you know, obviously former teammates. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm here to win. And I'm here to win that game as well. What's it like when you go home and, you know, you transfer up to Oklahoma and most of your friends are Texas fans or whatever? I mean, what, what, what do people talk to you about? Well, actually, most of my fans are Oklahoma fans. Oh, really? They are because I'm from, you know, Spearman, Texas. Yeah. Which is only, you know, Texas Panhandle. And right. So that's a lot of time that's closer up here than it is down there to Austin. Fair enough. Um, and so I think my a lot of my friends and family were, were just, you know, happy for me to, to finally fit in somewhere and finally be able to be myself. So I know that you were recruited by Oklahoma out of high school. I think that was a different staff, though. How did the uh, messaging in your recruitment change coming out of the transfer portal with the new staff uh, from what it was when you were coming out of high school with the old staff? You know, obviously with, with each and every staff, there's a different message and there's a different um, way to go about things. Um, for Venables and, and for Coach Jones and Coach Levy and, and you know all those guys, it was – you know, if you're gonna come here, we're gonna come here, and we're gonna try to win. We're gonna, we're gonna not try to win, but we're gonna win. And uh, you know, I put my my career in their hands. You know, as I think they they definitely have the best plan installed for me. What what excites you about Dylan Gabriel? What excites you about Jeff Levy? This offense. What attracted you to it, and what excites you about it? Not afraid to to throw the ball. Not afraid to make big plays. Not afraid to to cost shots when needed. You know, and I'm I'm here to you know run. 
you know, at the end of the day, that's that's what I'm best at. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited to get these balls from Dylan, and I'm excited for to get these calls from Coach Levy. I like him. I like him a lot. Have you ever driven through the 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 upper, the northern part panhandle? of Texas by the panhandle? Have you driven? Well, do they consider that? Because when he says the Texas panhandle, it, I mean, the Texas panhandle to me is a little bit more. But he's talking about the Oklahoma panhandle, right? right? Have you driven through there before? I'm I, sure that I have, but I, just, I don't. I don't know that I. I don't know that I was focused. If I did, I just did on my last trip. But you drive through some of those small towns, and you're like, "Oh man, this town. What's going on here? This is sad." These places, and then all of a sudden, there's this incredible football facility, right? There. <laughs> it's like, "Whoa, look at that high school!" All right, there's a worn down tire shop that's already been. <laughs> that's great. Uh, I like him, and I love. Uh, I- Whoever was asking that question, but it's but it's not just a regular game, right? He says, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Who great. Was, I, whoever followed up, I I I, I like that. Guy. Whoever follows, like, but it's not. And he goes, but it is. <laughs> it, was, it reminded me a lot of yesterday when when John when Hoover John Hoover from All Sooners had asked Coach Venables, and he started to say, "You can't really practice this." You go, oh, "Yes, we can." <laughs> uh, yeah, excuse yeah. you? Yeah, we can. All right, let's hear from Jacoby Johnson as we hit some of the players from yesterday. Josh did a great job on these interviews, and I feel like we're learning a lot. So uh, let's keep going. 10 a.m. this morning, we'll hit through some highlights and some things that we learned as well uh, as we continue to look back on OU Media Day. Hit us up. What'd you take away? What'd you learn? Can implement Chevrolet text line four zero five six five one. 3439 is the Plank Show right here on The Ref. All right, we're uh, taking the fine-tooth comb back over some of the player avails from yesterday's Oklahoma Sooner Media Day. And might I say real quick. Go ahead. That all of our Oklahoma Media Day's coverage, all of our camp coverage, brought to us by Neutral Vodka Seltzer. Do we have any yet? Have we got any? I think that we we are going to get some at some point. What but are the odds that we see any of it? Oh, it's an afternoon. Zero point zero. Yeah, that's that's an afternoon. Zero point zero. Made I, with uh, vodka seltzer, real juice to offer a deliciously clean, light, and refreshing taste. You can find Plank Neutral Vodka Seltzer at any of your local liquor stores, or just ask for it by name at your favorite bar or restaurant. Welcome aboard, man. Pumped to have you. Neutral Seltzer. We'll we'll spread the word. You guys go try it out. Uh, let us know. Uh, from Brazilian Sooner on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, already like Brennan Thompson not taking the cheese. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> this was good from 580. Nate, I ate at Matt's El Rancho in Austin, too, and it blows. Sugar Shane in Newcastle lived in Austin for eight years. Once we had our first child, we moved right back to Oklahoma. Not a place to raise a child. I agree from the massive amount of time that I've spent in Austin, which is what? Maybe a combined five days over the last 20 years. <laughs> anyway, that was from the Brennan Thompson interview. How about what Josh was able to get from Jacoby Johnson? Freshman coming in. We get to talk to freshmen now, which is awesome. How, how you doing, Jacoby Johnson? What's the buzz for the true freshman? I feel like uh, it's all new for sure, but it, it, it's going pretty good, I feel like. This defensive backfield, uh, what can you share with me about it? Who who's uh, caught your eye so far at OU? The defensive back. Uh, I'd have to say definitely Billy Bowman. I mean, he's just he's a dog, man. But like I just watch him. Like he, I mean, he, you can see why he's you know what I'm saying who he is and where he's at in the, in the college football world. Uh, he, he's just he's just he's just a dog, man. That's all it is to it. But it's a, it's a lot of them. Like Woody, you know what I'm saying. I could go out and name a bunch of names. It's just really good football players. So. 
are you happy to, to be on the defensive side of the football? I am happy. Uh, defense is what I want to do. I mean, I love to play some offense, but I feel like defense is where it's at for me. So. Well, and, you know, obviously other guys have made that transition to offense to defense, defense to offense, so that could always be down the road for you. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously watching you in high school, you could do either or. So I was just curious if you're on the, the side of the football that you want to be. So. Yes, uh, I feel like I feel like defense is the side of the football where I need to be. I mean, it's where I started off. Like as a freshman, I never had never played corner before in high school, right? So after that season, I blew up offer wise. Like I just started getting them going crazy because I played. I was a six six two corner that can that can run really fast. You know what I'm saying? And guard whoever. So like I blew up from the corner position. So I feel like I gotta give the corner like position like like my best like my best try at it. Well, and because because of your size, you, you know that's unique at times at the corner position. How does that help you? Uh, it definitely helps because like I can use my length, I can use my, my you know what I'm saying different things, uh, my speed, all that stuff. Like athletically, is it's, it's it's crazy like how much it helps being a taller, longer corner. There's just so many other things that you can do to help yourself be successful. What are the other guys like? I mean, we talk a lot about football, but what what are your teammates like? What are the other personalities like? Right, oh, they're all they're all of them cool. Like I'm I'm starting to get like to know everybody pretty well. It's starting to be kind of like I'm starting to hang out with everybody. You know what I'm saying? It's it's been it's been really cool. Woody is uh, sort of the the old leader, I guess, of the group. What uh, what's it been like getting to know Woody Washington? Oh, Woody's my guy. I've known him like ever since I like, started getting recruited by OU. Woody was the guy. Um, so I've kind of I've kind of known Woody, and you know what I'm saying Woody. Woody's just he's he's my guy. He's he's a good dude. You know what I'm saying good football player, amazing football player, and uh, I just hope the best for him. You know what I'm saying in his journey. So. People are excited, of course, about about you and stepping in straight away and making plays and this and that. But the other guys too. We shared a little bit about Woody. What about somebody like Gentry Williams? What what uh, what do you know about Gentry and what impresses you about him? What I know about Gentry is Gentry is a dog. It's that simple. I mean, I'm saying, like, he, he you know, he's a go-getter. Like, he's, he's, he's different than, you know, than a lot of the guys. Uh, he separates himself. You know what I'm saying? When we work out, he's always trying to be first in sprints, like, trying to always trying to strain. And uh, I, instantly, I instantly noticed that about him when I first got here. He was always trying to, you know what I'm saying, beat everybody in the sprints, which if you got that, then you know you got that dog in you. So, yeah. One, one more for you. Defensive expectations. What, what do you guys – saying to one another what is uh, the conversation defensively for OU right now I mean we just want to have a, a, a good year you know what I'm saying we want to have you know what I'm saying? at the end of the day we just want to shut everybody down you know what I'm saying that should be every everybody defensive goal uh, so, yeah. Yeah. so defensive to start but yet offense still a possibility for I, this kid I think it could be yeah if uh you know, if for whatever reason Oklahoma winds up in a favorable situation at corner and it doesn't totally click, can you, if you can go up and high point the football and make things happen after the catch, then yeah, I mean, I think you can transition to wide receiver. I know we only have two and a half minutes left in this hour, but since we had earmarked this hour for the player interviews, was there anything that really, really stood out that we need to make sure we hit at some point today from the guys you talked to and the buzz that was built? It just seemed as if... Well, I mean, outside of Petway's confidence, which we love, seemed like we kind of got what we expected, right? Sure, sure, okay. yeah. It, Sexton, we talked, uh, I think, a little bit about that right on air, but uh, that he is 
I think healing up. So that was that was a positive. Right. And it was a big part of the conversation with Jacob. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't good. know if there's anything else that just Caden Green. I thought he was pretty good. You well, know, for being a true and, freshman. And Brandon Trump asked him. Uh, Lee Summit North. Uh, any, anybody else that you're in contact with <laughs> at Lee Summit North? That was pretty good. <laughs> By the way, Brandon was great yesterday. I was listening to him and Steely. We ended up uh, after the after I left, I had to go pick my daughter up, and we drove back here, and that was great, man. Just especially for a for a casual when it comes to the recruiting world, like I tend to be outside of signing day when I'm a know it all. That's uh, uh, that was really really informative. I appreciated Brandon taking his time to come by and Steelman for spending an hour talking about some recruiting. All right, you ready for a break? Because I got ten things that caught my ear. Okay, I, uh, one of them we talked about in the open, right, with Dylan Gabriel. But ten things that really stood out to me that I wanted to hit here when we come back. So if you missed anything on uh, Brent Venables, Ted Roof, or even Jeff Flebby. We're going to go through some things that stood out to me next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. As always, Kenneth Meyer Chevrolet text line 405-651-3439. And you're going to what, – what am I saying? Thank you to Van Hoos Fence, vhfence.com, 405-735-1167. Do it because Bob Stoops said so. We'll see you with some coach recap next.